tonight, wherever you may be. Yes, this is your boy, Blue, and we are now live right now. The house Pentecost built. So who is in the house right now? Your boy, Blue, with my co-host. DJ No Flow DJ in the no, house. DJ No Flow and... Tony the homie, what's up? Tony the homie, man. This is some good stuff, y'all. This is some good stuff. Brand new show, all the way live. If you're listening, wherever you are in the world listening right now, this is 100% live right now. This is this show is d- designed to open up conversation, talk about topics that matter to all of us. It doesn't matter whether it's political, it doesn't matter whether it's religious, it doesn't matter if it's faith-based, it doesn't matter if it's sports, whatever it is that is in your mind to talk about, you want to express your opinions, you want to have a perspective on it, all three of us here in the house have interesting perspectives, interesting directions we think, and I couldn't have picked two better people to be in here with me all the way live on UMO LV, UMO Radio Broadcaster here in Las Vegas, Nevada. How you doing, big DJ No Flow? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing all right. Uh, hanging in there. Jesus is good all the time. Jesus Christ is Lord. First off, if you're listening to me there, I just want to go ahead and proclaim that right now to the world. Amen. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And I tell you what, I am doing absolutely fantastic, awesome, beautiful, great, everything that uh, that it could be. And that's what I'm living up to because Jesus is Lord. Absolutely, absolutely. How about you, Tony, the homie? How you doing? You know, today I woke up really good. You know, I feel I felt blessed today. Today I woke up on a really good mood. Got up. I just felt like today. Today's gonna be a good day. Today I'm gonna make sure it's a good day. Absolutely, man. See, that's that's just great perspective right there. You know, we come into the house, the house now here, and it's just a good vibe. It's a good vibe right now. I want y'all know, listening worldwide, if you want to call in and talk about a topic that's on your mind, definitely do so. Eric code seven zero two four eight three eight zero zero four. Once again, it's seven zero two four eight three eight. 004. Give us a call. Talk to Tony the homie. Talk to No Flow. Talk to Beer Boy Blue. Talk to all three of us. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's open the floor up and let's discuss some stuff. Anyone want to open up the first conversation? Got something on your mind you want to talk about? Well, I got to ask you first how you're doing. You asked us how we're yeah, doing, so let's ask how you're doing. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Hey. How you doing? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited for this show. Um, preparing it all day. Um, as well as you know, God has done some, some some stuff. He's you know the thing is about about my last couple of weeks leading to this show, um, just seeing God do things, seeing Him work things out. You know, I mean, it's amazing how He just does stuff, and then you're like, you look back at Him thinking, my goodness, thank goodness I have Him, thank goodness He's in my life, because as the prices rise in society and the price of living happens. Grace stays the same. Oh, I talked about that earlier today, actually, on, on Facebook. I talked about that. That the price, the value of things, I mean, it ain't the value, really. It's just the price of living is going up. And what's happening is grace is still staying the same. It still takes that one confession of faith and a build on it. God didn't say you have to do more stuff. He just says do one thing. You see what I'm saying? Anything you want to add to that flow? 
Well, my, my grace is, uh, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for me there, which simply means that, uh, that guess what? He's given you the power to go ahead and overcome whatever is coming your way. You're absolutely right. We're looking at a crazy world today. Uh, <laughs> to say the least, we're looking at an absolutely crazy world today there, where things that we thought of 40 years ago, Yes, I, I am that old. Okay, please don't <laughs> don't don't Where don't hate. Where okay, is that at? Let me see. yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? He is that old. Yes, I am that old. Listen, uh, old. don't don't hate the player, hate the game. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness, here we go. But it's uh, it's very simple. As uh, as the world gets uh, crazier, there we're gonna need to go ahead and rely on God's grace even more, even more today than we did uh, than we did yesterday or the day before. One thing about that I want to point out to you here. Yes, sir. It's very simple, okay? Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for thee. But let me tell you something. You know what that means? That means that my grace is more than powerful enough to bring you through any situation that you're going through. Yes, it is. Any, any type of uh, circumstances that you're finding there today. And that's uh, that's what, uh, as, as the world, as we continue to keep going through everything that we're going through, what we're seeing right now at this moment, we're going to have to go ahead and live by that grace. Because every morning that we get up, we're going to need to go ahead and rely on Jesus more and more and more. And listen, I've been serving the Lord for almost 40 years now. And I will tell you something. I find it that I've got to go ahead and do it more and more today than I did ever before in my life. Because things come up in life. Things happen in, in, in uh, around us that we have absolutely no control over, and guess what? It just uh, life just hits us. Life sucker punches us, right? When you least expect it. When you least expect it. So, what's the key thing? When life sucker punches you, you've got to be ready to go ahead and roll with it, and take and uh, take the hits, and keep rolling. And how do we do that? We do that by God's grace, by by saying Jesus we rely upon you I had some stuff happen today that caught me by surprise and I said wow okay you know what but I am I'm ready for this I'm okay with it because Jesus Christ is gonna is gonna uh, I'm gonna rely upon him and I'm gonna go ahead and just continue to trust him with all of my heart and Tony how about you? What do you think uh, as as you see what's happening as you open up your door and <laughs> you go outside? All right. What's the first thing that comes to your mind there? What what prepares you to face the day as you're getting ready to go through it? You know, um, usually what gets me off starting off the day every single day is usually just me waking up from the bed. You know, I don't just mean that as a funny way or nothing like that. I mean that in a way just being feeling grateful I was able to get out the bed and at least start my day me just at least being able to get up from the comfort of you know your own bed or your own like relaxation your own bubble in general and right. being able to come out the house and be able to breathe that fresh air that everybody needs in life it's always a good feeling and you just the fact that i want to continue off actually what you guys were talking about earlier about about having that grace with you about what having all that you have that i believe ah, i forgot the word for it how can i put it exactly it's more of you having that spiritual energy and having that way of always getting through stuff as you said but i feel like whenever you have those times when you feel like you can't have your own way or you feel like you can't get past a situation that's just god putting you through a situation where he wants to test you and see how far have you can have you gotten to be able to stand up for yourself and be able to get through things by yourself he's still by your side of course 
but he just wants to see what he can do revolving around that. Yeah. You, know, you know what's great about what he just said? It's the perspective on it. Okay, people have lost for the majority of the, of the, of the, of the mentality of they lost the appreciation that they've actually woken up and they have a chance of 16 hours to make a difference. Okay, we take that for total granted because we're so used to it as a pattern of lifestyle. We get up, you know, we get cleaned up, we go and deal, deal off our day, then we dump our day, we go home and wherever we're living, and then, you know, we settle in and try to get some sleep. Some of us get eight, four, three hours, who knows, depending on what job you work in or if you work in graveyard, however it works. But the fact that you recognize that there is a gratefulness to waking up that's saying so much more than 99% of young men and women your age. Let me tell you why like, I see it that way, though. It's because I always see it as, like, you you wake up for a reason. If you, if you did not have a purpose to wake up, you wouldn't wake up, of course. Hell, you may even still, you may still stay in bed for the whole day if you need be. But I feel like people need to look at it as ass. You need to feel grateful when you wake up because yes one of the most pieces to one of the most um peaceful ways is to pass away sadly of course we don't want nobody to go through that is by you know passing away in their sleep i feel like when somebody passes away in their sleep that's just god telling them you did everything you needed to do in your life you did things you were good you did successful things it's time for your time for you to rest and you need to go on into a better life I tell you that it's. It, does anybody in here uh, know? And I uh, and I can't do my math this quickly here. Does anybody know how many seconds there are in a day? I think it's like what eighty-one thousand. Let's see. I'll look at the final for yeah. you. Yeah. Probably eighty-one thousand. I believe. I think it's like eighty-one thousand four hundred and sixty seconds. Eighty-six thousand. 86,400. Okay, eighty-six thousand four hundred seconds. So every day you get up there. All right. Think about it like this. Let's say that somebody went ahead and put $86,400 into your account every day, all right? And they guaranteed that you were going to have that every single day of your life. $86,400 in your account. Woo-wee! Oh, my gosh. I'm fixing to go party, okay? Knowing that, guess what? You got another $86,400 the next day. Now... Look here, you can go ahead and you can waste your $86,400 there on people that in the end are not going to really go ahead and be a benefit to your life, okay? People that get you angry, people that get you upset, people that just bother you, people that hate you, people yeah. that just, uh, <laughs> yeah. people that would not go ahead and give you, okay, a, uh, uh, those few seconds of their, the, those few dollars of their time. Think about every time that you go ahead and you spend time with somebody, you're giving them that dollar that, that uh, so if you take five minutes, what, you're spending, what is it, uh, 60 times five, you spend 300, uh, what is that, uh, uh, $300 on them, okay? Mm -hmm. They're not gonna go ahead and, and, and spend that time on you there, okay? Right, so, right. you've just basically gone ahead and given away $300 of your $86,400 uh, that you have every, uh, every day. Right. So here's what you do when you get up in the morning, sit and think to yourself, all right, here's what's going to happen. I'm not going to go ahead and spend my 80, uh, uh, $1 of my $86,400 on things that are not going to matter in life at the end. 
alright what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put that $86,400 there uh, uh, into something that's gonna go ahead and matter people's lives okay things that are going to uh, things that I am going to go ahead and uh, care about and knowing at the end of the day the fun part is Try to go ahead and bank, go ahead, try to use it up all at the end of the day there on things that you love to do, think of people, uh, people that you love, okay, people that need your love, because in the at the end of the day, that 86400 is not going to go ahead and be credited over to the next day. True. So you got it to spend it, spend it wisely, live it wisely, live it for the Lord, live it for loving people, live it, live it for caring about people, and guess what? In the next day... You gotta, you get it, you get to do it again. True. Right. True. So, what do you think about that perspective? I what love it? that perspective of that. Honestly, I feel like that's a better way of seeing things because you have that. It's a good way, especially with how things are nowadays. Mm-hmm. Especially with things revolving more around maybe money, maybe just um, the simpler things in life. That is a very good way of just seeing how time can be spent so easily, just as easily as money can. You right. see how I'm saying that? Yeah, and, and absolutely. And if you have a, if you have, a, if if that time is giving you a lot of to you every day there, then and you look at it in the in the in the terms of it being money, it's gonna you're gonna go ahead and be a little bit more careful about what you spend it on. Okay, things things that are going to go ahead and and, and matter in, in in your life there. Think about it when somebody comes up, for instance, uh, D boy. Let's get this. Let's get your opinion on this here. Somebody comes up and they get you mad. They get you angry. All right. Yep. Now, what do we do a lot of times when we don't want to go ahead? When we when we don't want uh, think right about certain things, we concentrate on what that person did. Of course. The because, whole day. You know why? You know why we concentrate on what the person did? You know. You know. You want to know why that's reason? Because we can't get out of self. Okay. When you're mad at somebody. Okay, there's a, there's, a th- there's a thing called righteous anger and fleshly anger. Right. Fleshly anger is what he's talking about. Is when you are so consumed with yourself and why you're mad at that person that you can't see beyond the anger that you have for that person. Now, righteous anger is when you yourself, people, someone crosses your line of faith, family, or anything that matters to you on a dip, deep level. So, someone crosses that line with you you're like, oh, I'm pissed. Why? Because you're not going to let someone cross the line. Now, you can look at yourself. You can look at NoFlow, yourself, myself. There are things that we're not going to let them cross. You're not, you're not going to hurt my mother. You're not going to hurt my spouse. You're not going to hurt you know, uh, anything in my house, my animals. Those are lines you don't cross. Or you're going to have a righteous anger on your hands. And that's God-centered. That's when you're not thinking of yourself, you're thinking of those who you love and are dearest to you. So, when you're asking a question like, he just asked, what do I feel about that type of, you know, bent up, I'm mad at you? It's selfish. It's super selfish. Because I can't get past my pride. I can't get past my thinking of why I'm mad at you. All I'm thinking about is, you did me wrong, you owe me money, you... You know, you may have damaged my car. You may have done something that really is replaceable or, you know, especially when it comes to money. Good Lord knows when it comes to money. If you loan money to somebody and you're doing it for a godly reason, do it with the expectation you're never going to get it back. 
And if you're not going, if you can't do without that money, you shouldn't be loaning money to begin with. Plain and simple, right? Now right, they say, okay, right. well, what about the golly version? What about you paying someone back? Well, yes, of course, that that's also plays a part in it. But you, if you're a proclaiming believer of the gospel or of Christ or of the way, that should also play a part in your thinking as an individual. If you're both thinking that way, it's going to dissolve. It's going to be, okay, we're not going to let money get between us. But too many people will let money become the device that divides. See, what, what, I, don't, I don't mean to go off on it. Oh, no, no, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. That's awesome. The problem is, is that what, what is sin? Okay, sin is separation of nature because nature is God. Okay, so when you have, when you let sin come in between your relationship with God, it does this number. Until you get your repentance or you have your study time or whatever the case may be, it brings it closer. Okay, too many people let too many things get in between and they wonder why they're miserable. They wonder why, why can't this work? Why can't that work? work? Because you've allowed so much sin to get between you and your relationship with God that now it's a struggle to get back to that purity in your life. Okay, and that can go for anything. It doesn't matter if it's political, religious, cultural, work. It doesn't matter. Okay, it, it, it's really irrelevant what does it. It's that you're allowing it to happen. Yeah. Now, our fleshly nature will allow us. Well, we're like, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? I mean, that's the way it works. Well, it does because we're human beings. We, no one besides Jesus Christ himself fulfilled the full law. All ten commandments were fulfilled, fulfilled by him. He was the only one to ever do it. That's why when he died on the cross, he fulfilled it and it was his time to go. No one else living was able to do that. Because it's almost impossible. But he made it possible. He, he fulfilled it, became a sacrifice, now we have redemption. Simple as that. So, the sin does this number, if we can keep it somewhat, because you're not going to be complete divine. It's not going to happen. You're, not, you're never going to be complete divine here. If you can get as close as you can and keep balanced, dude, you're going to be on a right track, no matter what. You'll be on a perfect way to set life. You won't have to do your one, almost let nothing really get to you. And I feel like when you were saying about the people being uh, self-centered mm -hmm. to the people being uh, God-centered, uh -huh. I feel like if everyone had that mindset of being not so selfish and taking a, at least a, a good 10 seconds, to 10 seconds is what people would need mm -hmm. just to have a good realization of the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like right. that would solve a lot more problems in life. Of course it would. Of course it would because we would come to it. See, this is the reason why this reason why this show is built it's the house that Pentecost built why I named it that because I wanted the flow to be genuine okay there's two lies that have been said in all the world two lies two biggest lies you know what those two biggest lies are what are they two biggest lies one the devil doesn't exist two Jesus is religion there's two things are lies that have been said that we that people believe. You talk about Jesus, it's a religion. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That the devil doesn't exist. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Those are the two biggest lies ever said because the devil does exist and Jesus is the savior and he rebonished the religion. That's what was going on. So if we can get people to understand, let's get away from that. Let's get into love. Let's get into caring up people. And once you get the love established, then you can say, well, you know, the reason I love you so much is because it's God in me. Yes. The reason I care about you so much is because God is in me and He wants me to love you. He wants me, He gives me the passion to want to love you and want to know who you are. Once you get that, bro, 
Well, most do you, what more do you need? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so here, and that is that is that is such an important thing there, and where is it, it's it's about love because the here's the thing. A lot of times that people think, and I want to just cover this uh, this little bit here, mm-hmm. that they, they think that love is some mamby-pamby, wishy-washy, weak-kneed thing. Okay, where it's just uh, love is the love is accepting of everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, but love has uh, love is a the, the most powerful force on the uh, on this planet. There, when you love somebody. Okay, you bring change to their life. You bring an alteration to their life, their destiny there. You pull them into their destiny, what they're called to be. See, God said, and let me share this part here, all right? God said that while we were, uh, all right, let me, let me, let me take a, <laughs> let me take a, a poll here, all right? All right. Okay. How many of us in here have sinned? Raise your hand. Well, of course. Okay, uh, just for those of us, because we're on radio, there's three hands. There's three people here. Let me raise my both my hands, okay? Yeah, that's because good. I've done double more up. than that, okay? Double up. So here's the here, all right. So here's the thing that the, the 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 Bible says that that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. All right. And so it was the love of God that brought us to where we needed to be in our lives. And it's the love of God that's going to go ahead and continue to bring us to where we need to be in our lives. That's correct. So here's the thing. Love is a very powerful force. Love comes in and it does not, when we operate in love, when we say, hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm, going to, I, I'm just going to choose to love like God wants me to love. All right, we bring change to people because Jesus' love never left the person the same way once they encountered it. That's correct. Okay, either this, all right, either you became even worse than what you were before because you saw his love and you rejected it, or you became better than what you were before because you accepted it. Correct. It didn't leave anybody the same. That's right. So when we go, when we start to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to love people with a godly love, that's going to bring an alteration to their life, whether they know it or not. That's correct. Okay? I mean, what so what do you guys think about that? What? Tony, how do you feel about that? I feel like that's a very good like you know idea of it because in general, like, sorry, I'm trying to like. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry, I'm trying to like re re gather my thoughts here. Take it like. So what? So what do you think about the idea of love there? When ah, uh, okay. right? It caught up. All right. So yeah, like that's okay. I have my moments too. But um, like the the separation between like not separation. Sorry, the difference between like not taking God's love and taking His love. Yeah, you are you are correct on that. Like, if you don't accept His love, more likely to a chance you won't be the same person. Good. Or like better, you will most likely change in a more worse way. If you do end up taking his love and appreciating it and taking it with you full-heartedly, that is going to change you into a much better person because you're going to have that. You're going to have that extra confidence with you. You're going to have that extra motivation with you because you're always going to be able to always, always know that you have some type of love in your life mm-hmm. to always keep pushing you and keep you going. So here's a question. That's good. All right. Do you know that love is not a feeling? Did I you did know that? not know that. Love is not a feeling. Did yeah. you know that love is an actual choice? It's a, it's a, it's a, 
actual choice that you make to go ahead and do something regardless of how you feel. Let me give you an, an example, right? Okay, so I have family members, all right? We all have family members here, right? Now, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> do we always, and, and, and I'm just, I'm not pointing anything, uh, I'm not pointing to anybody specifically in this room or even my family members. Okay, so if any of my family members are listening, I'm not referring to you in this part. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> but there are times when you just don't really want to, you don't want to be around your, 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 your family members and you don't want to be, and you don't necessarily agree with everything that they're doing. So, at that moment, you might not feel that you really, really, that you really love them. But you got to remember that love is a choice. Love is not a feeling. Not as like, woo, okay, you know, I feel like, like a, 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 please, you know, that's a roller coaster ride. One day you feel good, next day you don't. Okay, so what? You love me one day, but you don't the next. All right, so, love is a choice that we have to make. And do you ever sit and think to yourself that, all right, I don't really... Uh, particularly like this person but I'm gonna go ahead and do what I know that I'm supposed to do for this person because I really do love them I'm actually happy for you yes. so then you understand how that feels then. yeah so I, I, w- I would have a good understanding what are the what are the what are the emotions that you go through there when you have to make that choice <laughs> right it's like a whole mix of it like you get you you have a certain emotion of like feeling like yes okay like a little bit of frustration because maybe in the moment of course you may feel some type of way about this right 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 yeah and like but like you said but you know you have to make that certain choice because you're choosing to love them at that moment so it's it's a bit of a confusing feeling at first and not maybe not a lot of people would understand that you know that's true that's true so what so what are your thoughts on that particular uh, that, that particular situation there where there's that old saying that you know I've said this plenty of times. I don't, I don't like you, but I love you. Okay. Yeah, two different dynamics going. Okay. Love, four letters, right? L O V E. What does that say? What does that stand for? Do we know what that stands for? I'll tell you. Ready? Go. Life of victory eternally. Oh, I like that. Me too. Okay. Wait, wait. Let's do, do that again. Let's hear that again. Life of victory eternally. Got it. Okay, so what love is, is love is an eternal feeling in the heart and soul that you wake up grateful, go to bed thankful, and you try to pursue the best portion of victory in your life daily. Okay, it's a victory process. Because when love becomes part of what you're doing on a moment-by-moment basis, it turns the situation around opposed to not having it. If you don't have love, you're dealing with things head on. I choose to live with God being the the, the the anchor in my life, so to speak. Thank you, Mom, for that. My mom's always anchor her life. It's a beautiful thing. Shout out to Mom. Yes, absolutely. And shout out to your mom, too, Tony. Monica, much love to you if you're listening. Hope, you, uh, hope you're having a good night. <laughs> moms, are, moms are wonderful. And so is Sally's mom. Love her, too. She's oh, yes. a beautiful woman. Okay, um, but when you get into the into the love part, you're getting into an internal feeling. I love you, but I mean I like the way you do things. That's just the way it works. I don't like the way you do things, but I love you, the human being you are. We could yeah. God, God loved us first. What are you supposed to do about that? You, you can't change it. 
He loved us. He got the victory for us. Now we're supposed to walk in victory. See what I'm saying? Anyhow, want to make sure I put it out to you guys. If you want to call in and talk to Tony the homie, no flow or blue myself or all through us at one time, it's, it is all good. Come into our house. We're welcome into our house, the house the Pentecost built, and check us out. Phone number is 702-483-8004. Once again, so we're about to go into a little bit of a break. 702-483-8004. Give us a call. Let us know. You can text us on that number as well and ask questions. I'm already here. We'll answer the questions. You can text to us as well. You don't have to get on the phone. You can text us as well. 702-483-8004. We're about to jump into a break real quick. And we'll be back with more from Blue No Flow. Tony the homie in the house with us. Check it out. See you in a bit.
If you seek God with an open heart and an open mind, what we ready? I just wanna represent the truth. Whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me. Every time I step into the booth, my lyrics are a weapon for the truth. So help me. I just wanna represent the truth. Whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me. Every time I step into the booth, my lyrics are a weapon for the truth. So help me. Took away the sting of death in the grave Took the kiss from hell, brought them back 
thank you for Christ our Savior Eternally I'ma bless you for every day that you gave us You molded us and you shaped us You gave us the guiding light Perish for all the sinners and carried us through the night Fighting for the begotten No righteousness is forgotten No heavenly father watching Jehovah's army is marching My mission, trying to heal the hurt Take care of minds and build the earth As long as I got air to breathe Then best believe my skills at work Millions worth of power plays I hustle harder nowadays No time off on the agenda Please show me the way It's an understatement No vacations on the clock Perfect patience, time is wasting I keep racing to the top For that spot, they wanna knock me off the block Crooked cops, evil plots Always want what the next man got I'ma go get it by nature Never was about the paper So conversations about other situations come later Yes, yes, we're back again. The house that Pentecost built. Who's in the house right now? Your boy Blue here with you. We got DJ No Flow. No Flow's in the house. It, oh my goodness, I just messed all it up. <laughs> and we got, we got Tony the homie. What's up? Tony the homie, man. 
Did we just blow out the blow out the speakers there or what? Oh my gosh, I'll tell you something. Yeah, oh man, beautiful stuff, man. Oh man, you were playing some DC talk back then, bro. That was the that was going back to the 90s, man. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, we were yeah, you didn't want to hear what the you, know, you didn't want to hear me sing it, okay? Cuz oh, it would just classic, it would have done. That was classic, guys. That was classic. <laughs> you guys, you guys missed that. <laughs> Oh yes, man. I hope you guys are enjoying so far. I know we are. A little small break here. But we're back at it again. If you are listening live worldwide right now, you can text or call the studio right now live with us at 702-483-8004. Call to express your opinion, perspective, idea, suggestion, or you can just text us and we'll uh, we'll re- we'll respond as the texts come in, depending on the topic and what time we have and all that good stuff. But just know that we're live right now. We're loving it. We're enjoying it. Had a great first segment, <clears throat> and I'm telling you that the, the 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 pushback between both of all three of us, the way we're talking, the way we're communicating, is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, absolutely. And and you know what? It's just uh, we're just talking about real things, real life, because that's what, that's what Jesus is all about. Jesus is, 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 he's here to talk about things that are, affecting, that are affecting us today, at this time right now, and at this moment. And again, as we said earlier before, we're living in a crazy world. There's some crazy things that are going on out there. Okay, so I'm going to bring up a topic uh, only because I want to stir the pot. I want some some perspective. I want people to call in. Some good ingredients. I want people to really think about what I'm about to ask you right now. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Are you ready for this, Tony? Critical thinking. Are you ready? This is going to be some tough stuff right here. Okay. All right. Okay. So, you can hate me later. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay. So, everyone is familiar with Netflix. Everyone's familiar with Netflix. Yeah. Pretty popular stuff. You know. You know, you can agree to disagree with what they do, but bottom line is, is a, it's a, it's a, like one of the most popular movie apps and television apps known in, in the world. Okay, well, they're catching a lot of heat right now because of a certain topic and series they just put out recently, which is number one on Netflix and is, has a lot of controversy behind it. Now, I bring this up because it has fueled a controversial discussion with the culture of Christianity. Okay? Now, however way you look at it, you have to absorb piece by piece this entire story to understand the entire landscape of what's going on. Now, I'm not saying I agree or disagree on anything. What I am saying is Let's get some perspectives. Let's get some ideas behind not only the wrong, but what could be the right in this. So, if you're wondering when I'm dancing around the topic, it is definitely Jeffrey Dahmer. It is definitely the miniseries that's on. It's like 10 episodes. Okay, and it is the proclaiming, him proclaiming his faith or a faith in one of his last interviews has gotten the Christian culture rattle like a baby rattle. What is going on? How do we perceive it? How do we take it? And there's no better, better person to talk about that with than DNO Flow. Perspective. 
So, so give me a little bit of background on it because I'm not too familiar with uh, with okay. what's going on with that. So, uh, okay, so, so first off, I know who Jeffrey Dahmer is or was. Okay, so but okay. but what's what's the scoop so, behind it? There? Long story short, obviously he's he's one of the most notorious serial killers in the world. Well, not the well, not the nation. Okay, lived in Wisconsin, um, murdered 18 uh, what said to be gay men or boys. Uh, it wasn't a particular race or background. It was right. just what he was doing. <clears throat> so he gets caught, arrested, and he does several interviews, obviously not having a problem confessing to what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his interviews by MSNBC, he proclaims accountability to God. Okay. He, he, he says that he's accountable for what he's done. He believes that Jesus is his savior. He believes up for, he believes in him, and that he's a cannibal to the Trinity. Okay, now obviously it might have caught you off guard because we didn't watch the video. Then it's going to be a little tough to kind of articulate it. But I'm going to bring it to you this way. Okay, confessing your sins to Jesus is one thing. Repentance for those sins is another, right or wrong. Well, I I, I would say that uh, that confession would come with repentance. I don't see how you can separate it there. Okay. Yes. Now, this is how you separate it. Okay. And may, agree or disagree, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. And if you have an opinion on this out there, listening, 702-483-8004. Call us and let's talk about it because it needs to be aired out. We need to get this squashed eventually. Okay, you can be accountable to God. Ask Jesus in your heart as a verbal substitute maybe to culturize your life. But does that automatically bring repentance to your life? I think so. The so the act of confession to me would be an act of repentance because you're coming forward and you're saying, "I'm sorry, this is what I did," and I'm admitting to it there. And so I so that's the reason why I say that I can't see it being two separate things. For for if somebody comes to me and says to me that I'm sorry and I did this, what I did, I'm going to go ahead and immediately in uh, in my mind. Uh, that to me, that's an implication of repentance. So okay, you said implication, though. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take that as being somebody that's come to me as a repentant heart, because I don't know anybody that's going to come up to me and apologize and uh, and not be sorry about what they're apologizing for. Okay, uh, well, so. l- let's flip that around for a second. Okay, mm-hmm. is sorry an apology, mm-hmm. or is sorry lip service to make face to an actual apology? Go ahead, Tony. Go right ahead, Tony. Okay, because I actually have some background view for this. So I feel like the, the difference between sorry, as in like in general, and sorry within just saying it to say it, generally being sorry, you can physically and emotionally tell when somebody's being sorry. Mm-hmm. And by right. that, I feel like you can generally see that, that compact feeling they have and in, in, in their actual heart, you can see, you can see it physically to them that they're being genuinely sorry. That compared to somebody that's not really that's just saying it to say or just saying it so they can get out of the situation. Right, right. You can really tell when that when there's a difference between that because you see that 
okay, they're saying that. Do they really mean it? If you have to question yourself while saying that, you can't really fully trust that apology. If you listen to somebody and they say they're sorry with a sincere emotion or a sincere body posture or something like that, right, right. you can you don't have to ask yourself that question. The only question will you would you would really have to ask yourself is how much self-respect do I have in order to accept that apology? Because there is people out there with their with the amount of I guess I'll say ego that they have. It doesn't matter if the apology is sincere, if it's for just just for say, they won't accept it. No, I, I and I can understand where you're where you're coming from on that. Now here's the here's just a different perspective. So let's uh, so uh, not a different perspective, but another perspective on that. Mm-hmm. When a person comes up to me and says that I'm sorry about something, unless it's absolutely <laughs> absolutely bold faced right there, where I can tell that they don't mean it. All right, and I'm gonna go ahead, and I'm gonna go ahead and just say, I'm gonna take it at face value that yes, they are sorry for what they're for what they're saying, and I'm gonna go ahead and and leave it at that there and say, hey, you know what? It's okay. You made a mistake there. And again, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, unless I know for a fact that they're just that they're just absolutely demonstrating that they're not really sorry. Uh, so Cameron, DJ Flow. Okay. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> go for it. You heard that button go on. You're like, okay, you got something to add to this. Okay, all right, go for it. Okay. <laughs> there are too many people in this world who are lip service and not heart service. Okay. Too many. Too many. Okay. And I'm going to give you a shiny example of this. Okay. People will say whatever they have to do. Say get the job done but do they mean what they say okay I and that me and Tony can kind of relate on this level yes. okay <clears throat> my father was a lot of lip service okay he said a lot of things to me didn't teach me anything didn't lead me in a direction he just said a lot of stuff okay and it was like he was there but he wasn't physically yeah I see you but you weren't instrumental you didn't do, and there's a discernment pattern with that, okay? If I just tell you I'm sorry, I, you're taking it for face value, but the, the, the discernment in you to know if I'm actually sorry has got to be sharpened. Like, don't toss your pearls with swines, you know, you know levels into to serpents, and there, there is a discernment factor in, okay, Tony, Tony does something to me that's, that's, that's sideways, okay? He don't think he's sideways, but because he knows I'm upset, he goes, hey, hey, Blue, I'm sorry. Okay? I know Tony ain't real about that. I know he just not, he, he just, he decided me. The God in me is going to let him slide because I love him. You see what I'm saying? But right, that, right. That's because I love him, though. Mm-hmm. If some dude comes up on me and says, hey, bro, I'm sorry. I have to have the discernment in my spirit, the Holy Spirit, to know whether or not that guy is sincere or not. Because he could be just giving me all kinds of hot air. That's where the faith falls in. That's where you have... I, my point is, is this, is that we have gotten so used to just breezing by, we don't dig enough. We don't investigate it enough to where 
Was it worth the time? Well, I bet you if you investigated, you would know that, wouldn't you? I guess a bit with you, okay? Love you to pieces. You're one of my best friends I have. Okay, we we know each other for a very long time. There ain't not a one day that I'll go sideways on you. If I do, in your view, if you think I went sideways on you, you're gonna let me know. Hey, bo- hey, hey Blue, check this out. Da, 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 da. I'll know it made you mad, and I'll be like, hey, bro, I'm I'm real. I'm not gonna use the word I'm sorry. I'm gonna use the word I apologize. Because it takes more of a human being to say apology than it does say sorry. Just like salvation. It's easy to say, Jesus saved me. It's hard to say, Jesus, I forgive me for my sins. I am so apologetic to what I've done. Please take me, take, take my life into your hands. There's two different avenues going there, two different dynamics going there. Anyone can tell me, oh, Jesus saved me. And you'd be like, all right, cool. But do you really? It's good. It, it takes it takes a a a different perspective to see that. You know, see, see what I'm saying? Am I am, am I making sense to you, Tony? You're making per- perfectly clear sense. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not during this during this conversation off in any means. I'm just trying to get the, I, the it's what the show's about is to do we take people for face value when it comes to salvation, or do we? Don't, don't, I mean, when you go to church and somebody says, oh, just say that prayer, you'll be fine. Oh, sorry, Jesus, I'm, I, I made mistakes and everything. But they never follow through with you. They never give you a call and, and say, oh, are you good? Are you good? How you doing? And that's true. And okay. That, and that's true. And, and then you're sitting out in the wilderness and say, okay, I got, I, I asked, I'm sorry, but uh, nothing's happening. Well, because no one's following through with you. No one's discipling you. But then it takes somebody who can relate to you and who can meet you at your level and all that good stuff. That's what a church is built for. is different levels, different understanding, different discipleships. But I, but when you don't know somebody, you're like, oh, I'm sorry, dog. What are you sorry for? Oh, because I've just seen you went sideways. I'm like, yeah, because you went sideways on me, dog. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry? Don't question your sorry. I apologize to you. Right. My bad. I didn't know that was going to offend you or hurt your feelings or whatever the case is. My hope, I hope you can accept my apology rather than, hey, I'm sorry. I'm cool. You good? Right. You know, let me, let me, uh, I'll, I'll mention this, that I'm the type of person where I've, if I've known that I've offended somebody. Don't question your sorry. I apologize to you. Right. My bad. I didn't know that was going to offend you or hurt your feelings or whatever the case is. My hope, I hope you can accept my apology. Rather than, hey, no, I'm sorry. I'm cool. You good? Right. You know, let me, let me, uh, I'll, I'll mention this, that I'm the type of person where I've, if I've known that I've offended somebody, okay, I cannot go ahead and sleep on it, all right? If I've hurt somebody there, I want my, uh, I'm the type of person who will go ahead and say, I want to apologize to them right away. And I will go ahead and do my very best to apologize to them as soon as possible, as quickly as possible. Because I want to go ahead and I want to get that off of my uh, off of my conscience. Now, some people may not be that way, but I certainly am. I, if I've offended anybody and I know that I've offended somebody, I'm going to go ahead and give them a call right away and say, hey, listen, I'm sorry I offended you there. I apologize, so I was, I was wrong. And... 
and, and, and say, you know what, I'd like to go ahead and get it off of my chest, and, that's, and then we can settle it right then and there, and we can leave it right then and there. Now, concerning what you were saying about people that just pray the prayer, and they don't really mean anything. Yeah, there are people that are out there like this, that, that, uh, like that, I should say. But let me mention this here. One of the things that I do purposely in my, in my mind, when I go ahead and I ask to pray, when I want to pray for people to receive the Lord, I'm not going to question their sincerity on it. I'm going to say, I'm going to trust God enough to say, I'm going to believe that they meant what they said. Now, if they didn't mean what they said, then that's between them and the Lord. And in the end, that will be found out whether whether they meant it or not. I'm, I will, I will not go ahead and judge them, uh, judge, put a judgment, and say, well, I don't think that they meant it there. And so, because I, I just want to believe that even if they did not mean it, let me just give you this example here. Even if they did not mean it that the very fact that they've gone ahead and said it there, God's going to take them at their words. Now, can I just share something here, uh, personal here? Yeah. I had a family member that prayed that prayer with me there 20 years ago, prayed to give their life to the Lord. And I took the approach, I said, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and try to judge whether they meant it or not. If they meant it, great. If they didn't, okay, well then that's between them and God again, as I mentioned earlier. Now. That person came up to me bluntly and told me a couple of years ago, I did not mean it. Oh, now, I, that bothered me. Of course. And I said, and that, but then all of a sudden, here's what came to, to my heart. And I believe that it was God that was just, that was speaking uh, to me there at that moment. God, and I believe that the Lord spoke this to my heart. He, he said, they may not have meant it but I took their word. So it was like, wow. Well, God took his word. So, yes, are there people that are going to be not sincere about praying about praying the prayer? Yes, absolutely. Are there going to be people that are sincere? Yes. I don't want to be the one that says you're not sincere or you are sincere unless I know that God has showed that to me directly. I would rather take them at their word and say, let's go ahead and go on from there. Tony, what what do you think there? Um, actually, 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 glad you passed it on to me because I, I have an, a good ex, like a good experience with that, like myself. So within, so of course, somebody saying with within somebody with some sorry within something being true and something being false, um, that can mean, of course, what you said within the prayer. That can also go within um, personal things within life as well. So, of, of course, we'll say, we'll, br- we'll bring this into a job, for example. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, going into, say, you would go into a fast food industry. You're going in there. Of course, there's going to be, when you go through the interview and everything, you get hired and you have to go into the actual service. There's going to be people when you work with. There's going to be the people that are, of course, the hard workers, the managers, the people that you're going to be working around most of the time. Even the boss. They will be the most critical people on your butt because they're going to try to give you that hard work experience to see how far you're willing to take these. That part is what you're showing to them. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm trying to see, because we've been talking about how other people, how other people are trying to do this and how people are trying to do this. 
let me try to bring it to us. So, say you go into a job, you get the you get the job, and you're going to interview. If your bosses are being hard on you, if your bosses are being, you, you may see as being a little extra. What would be your first thought? Usually, it would be, oh, well, I don't understand why they're being like this specific to me. Why are they doing this specifically to me? If you were to ask your other coworkers what happened when they first started, nine times out of ten, it was always going to be the same situation. Now, reason why I'm bringing this up: those coworkers that stayed there, they're the ones that have that commitment. Those are the ones that will have that that push to keep them in that job, even through the the bits and bad parts they've been through. Now, you may notice there's a job opening. Why was there a job opening? Either the person, either a person quit, or a person was fired from that job. Why? They couldn't give that full commitment. They couldn't give that full motivation to it. Right. You kind of see what I'm saying, right? right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that just like leading into that, it's just more of like how you see things in a job. So I'll do the same here. I'll bring this into a personal view. When I worked at a Panda Express before, the Panda Express, the first three months when I worked there. I was getting pushed by every single worker there, and and I, I worked approximately nine months. Oh, excuse me, I, I worked there approximately nine months, and reason why I left was because of a boss issue. That's different. Um, if it comes down to a, a, a workers being a certain type of way to you, and your boss can't cooperate with that, that's at least how I would like to see it on the boss not giving its full leadership skill. Me, when the situation for those three months prior, before the actual fourth month that had started, I was getting pushed to the limit. I was getting pushed, getting threatened to lose my job. I was getting bad donations at at times, and they would be my butt about that. Okay, sooner or later, they started loosening up on me. They started giving me a little, a little more leverage. Now that gave me more confidence and didn't have me on such a stress bubble. Because I was able to actually focus on more on my job than to worry about, oh wait, they're gonna be on my butt all the time. But now that you got into that rhythm, it gets you into a feeling like, okay, well, they're being like this. If they change, they change. If they don't change, I'm gonna have to involve with that. So you involving with that is you giving that commitment to evolve with it. You see what I'm saying right there? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and that and that does that does make sense there. Where uh, uh, you know you can relate that uh, that to life there. So, but hey, you know what? The good thing is, is that if uh, if Dahmer did confess, we're just uh, my 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 uh, my feeling is, I want to go ahead and just trust God to believe that he that he meant what he said. And that he that he gave his heart to the Lord, and so that to me is the the, the exciting part, I should say. So I hope that I hope that he uh, meant it. I hope that he was ready to meet Jesus before he before he passed away, and that would be the best of, of uh, that would that would be the best of both worlds there. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and like I said, you know, the the exchange is what is what's really. Uh, a great thing is that we can talk about these topics. We can bring them up. We can we can you know articulate our words and what we're trying to say, and we can definitely move forward and and you know have other people input during the time that we're doing this. Um, what we're gonna do? 
is we're going to go to another break real quickly. Um, I'm trying to hook up our Mr. No Flow here real quickly. <laughs> so anyhow, we will be back soon. Um, you are right now, obviously, in the house with your boy Blue, No Flow, and Tony the homie. See you soon. We'll see you in a minute. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. Forever and ever I be in the club with my best friend Take gotta catch a flight 
goodness back to welcome to back to in the house who's in the house house pentecost built who's in the house your boy blue dj no flow tony the homie what's up oh my goodness we're just rocking and rolling here man it's been a beautiful time beautiful conversation if you are tuning in to us right now live uh, live all the way live baby uh, you can hit us on text or you can hit us on live phone call you can come and be part of the conversation just dial 
888-888-8004. Call us up, Texas. Give us your opinions. We will definitely discuss it. Or you can call in and just explore your opinion live on the air. 100% cool to do. I can't wait to talk to more people about these things because it's going to be a beautiful thing. So, so here we are. And we, we, we went into break. We were talking, we were discussing the ever so famous Jeffrey Dahmer situation. And it became something of, of interest because of what he did and what he said before he died. So, I told DJ No Flow, I was going to hit him with a curveball. And here is the curveball. Y'all ready? This is the curveball. We, as believers in the Lord, believe that even on your deathbed with seconds to live, can say, Jesus saved me. And salvation instantly. Here we go with that. Are you genuine or you're not? That's up to God to decide that, right? So, if that's the case, and we believe the thief on the cross that repented, and he said, you're going to be with me in paradise, the whole paradigm, if that is part of our salvation, salvation acquiring, so to speak, even the worst of worsts can acquire that salvation with a pure heart of repentance. That's why I alluded to that earlier. As bad as he was, as horrible as he was, is he, could that type of rebellious sin still be forgiven? Yes, absolutely. This is what's triggering the culture to get into this fluctuated mentality of why. Why why is he there's no forgiveness for a man who commits those heinousness of a crime. But do we view sin the same way God views sin? No. What do you think, Tony? I Mm, that's a that's a tough that's a tough question there. It okay, like so let, let's let's put this in a different perspective. Okay, is all sin the same to God? No. Are you sure about that? I I feel like it's not. And my reason being is because we all, at least from okay, I'm gonna speak from a personal opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. We all do not know exactly what God wants from our lives. And he does, and from what we call sin, maybe is not sin to him. Maybe the things that we may do, mm. that people may consider sin, God may not consider sin. Okay, so define sin. Okay, so sin, in my in my in my eyes, is doing something that should not be done. We'll say, I guess we'll say with with um, Dahmer. That's his name, correct? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. With Dahmer, doing something that is either outrageous. That's unnecessary in within a couple categories, and that's just upright, just not not human, I guess we'll say, in a way. Okay, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna kind of remix this for you a little bit, okay? okay? So sin, in the perspective you're giving me, is things you shouldn't do, and it's relative to your understanding, not so much what God's relative to you. Yes. Okay. So. In the Christian, so to speak, the, the, the original Christian concept of sin is separation of nature. 
Okay, that's what what's supposed to be. Okay, anything that separates you from the love of God, the sin. Okay, anything that's not natural, the separation of nature. Okay, God very very vividly explains what sin is in the Word of God. And I'm sure no flow can go into a, a whole novel on what sin is and isn't. Uh, very briefly, we're downloaded with a God conscience. We're downloaded with right and wrong. It's up to our parents to define it a little bit. Show us, oh, by the way, this is this, this is that, this is this is that, right? So, when we get out of that paradigm of right, wrong, and we go into outlandish right and wrong, what happens then? It takes us out of our stem. It takes us out of our common right and wrong. Okay, because common right and wrong is breaking the law, not obeying your parents, getting a ticket, uh, and other things are commons that we deal with on a daily basis. When you take it out aside of that, what happens? It's hard to believe it because it's beyond our scope of understanding, okay? The problem with that is that people who are religious don't know how to digest that type of forgiveness because it's not in their paradigm. It's not in their world. Their world is what the Word of God says. The word, and, and, and there's many examples, and NoFlow could probably give you a ton of examples of people of God who, who, who slaughtered people in the Bible, the absolute mass murdering of people in the Bible, and got saved and went to heaven after their horrendous crimes. Go ahead, Flo. You can, you can, you can talk on this a little bit. So here, here's the thing. This is where, where we have got to, we've got to put aside what we understand about sin. Let me just ask this question here. The literal definition of sin means this, missing the mark. All right. Okay. Now, all right. Can we go ahead and can we give general advice, uh, general, uh, general ideas of what missing the mark is? Yes. Okay. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not do those. Uh, you know, basically the Ten Commandments wrapped up. All right. But let's go ahead and go a little bit further. All right. So we all know the general things that we should not be doing as Christians. All right. So we got that covered. But then there's a more personal thing here where we got to remember this. God is a personal God. So, what, and he's, and he's not a cookie-cutter God, and he doesn't make cookie-cutter Christians. Which means that what may be, the, the, word of God, the, the, the Word of God says this, that to him that knows that it's sin but does it, it is sin. Mm -hmm. Very simple. So, what does that mean? On a one-on-one -on -one basis there, all right, the Lord may go ahead and deal with, with with Tony over here differently on certain things that he may deal with me different uh, me on mm -hmm. and vice versa you and, and me we have uh, there may be certain things that are that uh, that I get convicted about and you get convicted about that could be uh, completely different things mm -hmm. so what may be sin to to me may not be sin to you or to Tony so it's an individual thing there that God does it gives the collective general idea of what sin is, but then there's the more personal idea of what sin is. But basically what it is, it's missing the mark, whatever that may be. And I'm going to interject real quick. Go ahead. This is something that's really interesting, okay? God, sin, 
In God's eyes, sin is sin. In regards, there's no levels of sin in God's world. Okay? There's no levels. Sin is sin. Plain and simple. Okay? Whether you're gay, whether you're a murderer, whether you're doing this, it's all sin. Okay? To us, we have a, a, a pecking order of sin. Murder somebody is worse than lying about something. In our view, our law dictates that. You murder somebody, you go to jail. If you lie to somebody, you might get a little perjury, you might get a slip on the wrist, but you murder somebody, you're, you're done. Okay? We, we have a pecking order of sin or crime. Okay? How he deals with us is different according to what he wants to do in your life. But sin coming to him is all the same. Okay? Sin coming to him is all the same. But us going to him, they're mocking. You see what I'm saying? Because you, you we have to have a we have to have a, a, a hierarchy to be able to function. King, queen, prince, blah 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 blah. You know, boss, supervisor, manager, employee. We have to have a, a pecking order. That's how we function as a society is a pecking order. Law enforcement, these things, right? God says, you don't need any of that. You just need me. You see what I'm saying? So if we say God sees sin differently according to your your perception of it, does he? Or doesn't he? He'll deal with you differently. If you if, if we commit the first same sin, okay, if we both lie to your mother. Your mom is going to handle it differently with you than you have to me, right? Hey. Right? If you lie to Sally, I lie to Sally. Deal differently, right? It's still a lie. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, wait. And I have a question. Okay. So we're going into this, like, say you lie to my mother and I lie to my mother. We both get in different situations. Right. Let me cut to God. Dumber, we all know what he did. Okay. Right. Say the three of us were to do the same thing. Right. Will we all be treated the same? Will we all still be able to forgive? Will we all be able to have the chance to forgive our sins and still be accepted? Or will all of us be different? Like, different in mm, depending on... Very interesting perspective yeah. there, Cam. Very interesting flow. You, it, it's, it's a dynamic that twists up the culture. We want to believe one way because that's the way God said it to be. But are we really believing that way or are we just servicing it? Different situations, different conditions, different lifestyles, different realities to our life. He don't live the same life I live. I don't live the same way you let you live. So if we both commit the same sin, are we both getting the same punishment? I, uh, so when it comes to that, let me give you this example here. All right. When I go ahead and I treat a two-year-old child the same way that I would treat an adult, if a two-year-old child and an adult did the same thing, no. I'm going to go ahead and realize that that two-year-old child there is obviously not at the point there where they're going to be able to understand fully what they're doing. And it would be insane for me to go ahead and treat them the same way. All right. Because if, if, a, if a two-year-old and, a, and an adult do the same thing and I treat them the same way, I got a problem. All right. I'm going to be honest with you. I got a problem there. So obviously because the two-year-old there is at a level where they're at, I'm going to go ahead and talk to them differently. I'm going to say, son, don't go ahead and run around with a knife in your hand there. Okay, here's a cookie instead. To the guy, 
Okay, who's running around with a knife in his hand? I'm gonna go ahead and dare I say it. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do what you have to do. I gotta do what I gotta do. Okay. So there are different situations let's, there. Let's, let's, let's okay. flip this even worse. Go let's ahead. give you a bigger flip. All right. We're talking. And, and I got one for you afterwards. Afterwards, I got a question I want to ask you guys uh, afterwards. Okay. Uh, <laughs> are we talking about non-saved or saved? Hmm. It would be it would be in either situation. Really? If a person is saved, really? so if a person is saved, you can't go ahead and deal with a person that is saved there for just two years on the same level as somebody that's been saved for forty years. And really, and that is it's very important because you because you you've got to go ahead. What is the word? Well, I'll I'll give you the example of what Paul, what Paul said. He said you. He said, "I gotta feed you milk. I gotta give you milk. There, I can't give you the meat. There's some, there's some Christians you can give them the milk, which is the baby formula of the of the gospel of the of uh, of, of God's word. There's others you can give the meat of God's word because they can handle it because they're ready for that. So, yeah. So if so if we did the same things that Dahmer did there, it's going to be based upon." Our punishment is going to be based upon the level of understanding that we have. You have a different understanding than I do. I have a different understanding than you do. You have a different understanding that, uh, that we all do. Here's an example, all right? <laughs> if I lie to your mom, your mom doesn't know me. Your mom's not even going to really kind of give two thoughts to what I say to her. But if you lie to her, oh boy, okay? <laughs> You gonna be hearing about it when you get home. Okay, why? Because you have a. And I'm, when I'm saying to you, I'm sorry, guys. I keep forgetting we're on we're on radio. I'm pointing to Tony over here. <laughs> when, because you have a relationship with your mom, and I don't. So if I if I lie to your mom, your mom's probably gonna go ahead and forget it by the end of the day. But if you lie to her, you're gonna hear it for how long? Tell me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's the same thing, Daniel, with uh, with uh, with you, and with with Sally. If I say something to Sally there, then it's going to go ahead and be different if you said something to Sally. So why? Because you've got a personal relationship with Sally there that I uh, that, and I can't have that relationship. You answered the question already, though. So you already answered the question. So you, you answer the question emphatically, okay? You've already, you've already went there. We're, are, we're talking about two entirely different situations. I tell people all the time, I can't hold you accountable for my standards if you don't believe in what I believe, okay? It's well known what I believe. I'm a supernatural Pentecost believer, okay? Simple as that. I have standards in my life. I have principles I live by. If you do not line up with that, I can't hold you accountable for that because it's not—it's not right. It, it, it didn't make any sense. Okay, me and Cameron have more of a understanding in common in our beliefs. It varies in different things. We're not—we don't believe exactly the same in a lot of different topics, but our core is pretty relative. Okay, both believe in Jesus, both believe in the Holy Spirit. Both. I'm just a different shade of it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. My accountability is different than yours. Not because of our age, but because of what we stand for. 
You're accountable for what you do. I'm accountable for what I do, but we're different accountabilities. If I do something against my faith, it's different than if you do something against the same faith. Because we're not looking the same way. I have, because of my knowledge, because of my experience, because of everything I've been through and what I know, when I come at, what comes out of my mouth is taken to a different degree than what would come out of your mouth. Okay? It's not a discriminative thing, it's just the reality of the principle. Same thing with Cameron, or Nuflow. Same thing. If what comes out of his mouth is different than what will come out of my mouth, but he's still held accountable for it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We have different levels of accountability. Right. Right? And, and, there, and, and, and the different levels of accountability there is that that's something that, you're going to, that we will have to trust the Lord on. Because, again, the way that God deals with me about certain things is going to be different than the way that he deals with you about certain things than with, uh, with, with, uh, with, with Daniel and, uh, and with Tony here. So, but, and here's the important part about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. We get back to this. God is not a cookie cutter God. God is not a one one size fits all God. Okay, like a factory. You, you go to a factory there and you want to get a Toshiba TV. Okay, all right. You're going to get the same standard formula thing all the time. But because God is a personal God, He's a relationship God. He deals with us each individually on our own level there, and we have to answer to that on our own level. So just like that's true. DJ has to answer to Sally. I have to answer to my family. You have to, Tony. You have to answer to yours. So, so the question really is in the end, big no flow, and Tony the tone homie. The question is, out of all this, and we can, you know, I mean, we can go, you know, next time we go on, we'll, we'll, we'll we may touch on this a little more because we'll see where the, where the, where the flow hit. But no, no point in, pun intended. We'll see where the flow goes. <laughs> Okay. What? You pointed right at me there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm just you know. kidding. Smooth one. Okay, I'm this guy. The, 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 the fanatical point of this is that no one knows the faith or the confession or the salvation of Jeffrey Dahmer. No one knows that. Only him and God know that. Did he come, become accountable to the Lord? He says he did. Did he mention of any repentance in that interview? No, he didn't say anything about being repented. He just says that he's accountable for it to him and he believes in him. Take that where you want to take it. It's up to you. It's not meant for everyone in the culture to go haywire and lose their hair and jump around and flop like a fish. It is just for us to understand that even him, at his worst, at his top, top notch, evilest, still had a chance to be saved. And that's what it all boils down to there is the fact that, that as I mentioned, I, I asked the question earlier there, I said, are we any different than Dahmer? Now here's, where, here's what really, this is where really the gospel comes alive, okay? Whether you are a small sinner or whether you are a big sinner, the whole bottom line is this, you are still a sinner. Now, here's a, qu- here's a question that I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. All right, get ready for this, okay? Because mm-hmm. this is going to go ahead and throw... This is deep stuff. This is going to throw your theology uh, all over the I place. Love it. Go ahead. You ready? Love it. Okay. If Jeffrey Dahmer went to hell, did he go to hell because he murdered people? Ooh. Okay, th- th- think about it for a minute. 
Did he go to hell because he murdered people? Oh boy. Oh okay. boy. Hold on. What a Tony, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I actually have a quite interesting perspective about this. So, everybody, of course, has their own way of living life. Everyone lives a different life, as you said earlier. Um, of course, we don't know what what events and certain situations happened in Dahmer's life for him to get to that certain place in his life. Mm -hmm. So, as you said in the question you asked, did he if he if he went to hell and was it was it for that reason of killing people? No, it didn't have to be. Reason being because there could have been different situations in his life that mm -hmm. he could have done something else that not even the Lord could have forgiven him for. Which mm -hmm. could be very rare. Wow. What a perspective. Alright, so okay, do, do you, what what I will leave my final thoughts on this after our last break. But I gotta finish up the reason why I was asking the question. So you gotta yeah. promise me that you get, I, that we're gonna pick up because there's a reason why I asked that question there, the, the way that I asked it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. After a break, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back out of the break, the last segment, and I'll answer your question. Okay. But I mean, it's been awesome. We have been kicking some serious butt. Uh, it's, I hope you guys have enjoy, am enjoying this. I know I have been enjoying this. This is an interesting top topics, and we're gonna just keep on going. So we're gonna we're gonna do a quick break. Um, get some water, get some soda, shake a leg, stretch out a little bit. Maybe get some popcorn. Get some, pop, some popcorn too. Yeah, we, we gotta have some popcorn, man. Yeah, we'll, and we'll uh, with butter. Yeah, we'll butter that uh, part. Butter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like butter. You want butter on it? Butter. Okay. Yeah. Right. And we'll uh, wait and laugh. Last last 15 minutes uh, closing this conversation out. So stay tuned to us. We'll be back soon. anything unless it's really true is that I'm true toes down so whatever it takes there's just one true god and it's jesus Let christ it be your will that's done not mine most people never wake up this glorious light that they see is not there me. is none righteous no not one give me the word scripture declares there are none good no not one i need the gospel yeah Regenerated at heart, was blind as an adolescent, so I played in the dark. He's the flint, so I'm able to spark the ember for the all-consuming fire penetrating the heart. Nigga. I lived a worthless life on the turf with the worst of the thirsty type. Dirty sight, blurred by the serpent's bite. Till it hit me with a burst of light. I'm ten toes down, so whatever it takes for me to make it through those heavenly gates. Let it be your will that's done, not mine. Because I'm here to suffer, not shine. This glorious light that they see is not me. If they live in life without you, they not free. Give me the words that never 
to return void So much pain, but I'm ready to learn joy I need yeah. I was the chief of sinners Beef for dinner Indecently creep up in a Freak of the week skeet Then I'd get her for the cashola She breaks so much bread I'd call her Passover When you saw me I had wicked intentions Everyday gangster party Strippers and henchmen Any nigga tripping we lynching We flipping the instant Some of it was too sickening to mention That's how I know your touch is irresistible Cause I ain't want you covering it Or nothing that was biblical Hustling for residuals and busting for the ritual Lusting with the criminals, disgusting individuals Christ came and he woke up my life, man Gambling with my soul till he broke up that dice game Now I'm laying down everything you despise The flesh must die, I'm daily committing I'm suicide I'm sitting toes down, so whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will that's done, not mine Because I'm here to suffer, not shine This glory it's light that they see it's not me If they live in life without you They not free Give me the words that never return void So much pain but I'm ready to learn joy I need the gospel You get the reality of what's really going on And the reality of what's really going on Is man is a fallen creature Death is not natural. From a theological point of view, you must understand death is not natural. It's supernatural. It was never intended to be a part of this world. It occurs because of sin and the judgment of God upon sin. All men die because all men sin. Every once in a while, people wake up for just a few seconds and think, What's really going on here? What is really true? I'm ten toes down, so whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will that's done, not mine Because I'm here to suffer, not shine This glorious light that they see is not me If they live in life without you, they not free Give me the words that never return void So much pain, but I'm ready to learn joy I'm ten toes down, so whatever it takes For me to make it through those heavenly gates Let it be your will that's done, not mine Because I'm here to suffer, not shine This glorious light that they see is not me If they live in life without you, they not free Give me the words that never return void So much pain, but I'm ready to learn joy I need to Christianity among the Greek fathers was called hoiskandalon, which means the scandal. Christianity was considered a scandal. And the scandal of Christianity is this. It is exclusive. Jesus doesn't stand up and say, I am a way, a truth, and a, a life. He uses the definite article. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He speaks exclusively of every other thing. That's why early Christians died in the Roman Empire because they were considered atheists. Because they said all the other gods were not true. There's just one true God and it's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Hey, can you man down? Yo. Watch how I bring the noise. Speed down your block like Tonic. Be honest, give me your boy. Victim of the evil, but was captured cause the chain is destroyed. Fall off, I 
Goodness, who is in the house? You are now tuned in to the house Pentecost built. Who's in the house right now? Your boy Blue is in the house with you with DJ Dopro. And hey, homie, what's up? Oh my goodness, man, that was a nice little break we had. Kind of kicked back, had a sip of soda, sip of water, whatever the case may be, man. Having a great show. Oh my goodness, man. And I know I'm about to have the question of the night. Oh my goodness, how am I going to answer this bad boy? You, you, okay, all right. So let's go ahead and recap the question that I asked you earlier before we went on break, okay? The question was, did Jeffrey Dahmer go to hell because he murdered people? And both of you gave the answers that uh, your perspective's there. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you my answer. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. This yeah. is going to shock you. Oh boy, here we go. All right. And you're going to have to let me follow up on it because he's going to go ahead and rattle your cage. Okay. All right. Here goes. All right. Did Jeffrey Dahmer go to hell for, for murdering people? No. Let me explain. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer didn't go to hell. If he did go to hell, I should clarify that. If he did go to hell, he didn't go to hell because he murdered people. He went to hell because he was a sinner that had not yet gotten saved. Woo! Okay? Woo! That is... That's the whole thing. My goodness, that man. That is an amazing... That is a perspective all Very. its own, man. This is what I've been waiting for for the whole night is the actual answer to the question. Did Jeffrey Dahmer go to hell for his horrendous crimes? 
if he went there. Okay. If he went to hell. You have to understand the concept of the Christian faith. The faith walk. No one is rejected on God's merit. They're rejected on their own merit. Which means, no matter how bad a person you are, it's not God kicking you out of heaven. It's you sending yourself to hell. Now, let's follow up on that. Let's, Jesus. Let, let me lay this down for you here. Let me go ahead and give you an idea of sin because we were talking about that earlier, okay? That true thing. That true thing is kind of getting me itchy. <laughs> See? Here, here's the thing. All right. When we're born, uh, this is what the Word of God says. We were born in sin. All right? Now, some people are just a little bit mature in that sin nature than, than, than others. So you get nice sinners that don't do anything wrong. And then you get the real bad sinners that do a whole lot of things wrong. Yep. You get the one person that comes into the world there and is a good person for the whole life there, but they're still a sinner. And then you get people like Adolf Hitler, and you get and okay. you get Joseph Stalin. And uh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We, do, we got eight minutes and you're dropping Adolf Hitler's name right now. Uh, uh, all right, well, <laughs> now, let, me, let me go ahead. Let, do you realize how many theologians and how many people of religious background swear they've seen Hitler in hell? Ooh. Well, I wouldn't doubt it. Really, well, hold on a second, though. Hold, yeah, wait a you minute. Wait a second now. We, you... There's a whole new Wait, well, topic. let me finish what I was going yeah, what I was going to say. Then we can next go on to the... Let me go ahead and complete... It's very simple, all right? Basically, what it is is that when you're born into sin there, there are some people that go ahead and really get into that sin nature and grow into that sin nature. Perpetuate. And they become evil, evil people. Then there's other people that are not, so they don't they don't go ahead and fully mature in that. But, but the bottom line is this. Either way, they're, they're sinners. And that is what sends a person to hell. When you die without Christ, you are a sinner. And that's what sends you to hell there. It's not the actual sins that you're committing that are going to, uh, that, that, that uh. get you there, that assign you there. It's a fact of who you are, who you are when you die and go before the Lord. If you are somebody that has never accepted Christ, you've never given your heart to Jesus, and you stand before God as a sinner, that is what's going to send you to hell. It is, and so... That is what I am saying there. So regardless of what the sin level is, if it's down here or up here, okay, we're in between, none of that's going to matter. All right? What ends up in the in the end is, are you saved or are you not? That's what it boils down oh to. Oh, my goodness. And if, you are, if you're not saved, I'm sorry. You have an eternal damnation. I'm just going to say it. You have an eternal damnation forever. If you are saved and you've given your heart to Jesus, then he can then you will make heaven your home. And Jesus. that offer is out for everybody out there. Everybody, if you've never given your, how much time we got left? We got five minutes, okay? I'm gonna give you a two minute sermon here, okay? Oh, I got something for you too, I think I'll tell you something. Yeah, I, I, can, I, can I say this before? before uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay. okay, so everyone knows, that knows me, okay? Good Boy Blue runs this thing. Knows that I am adamantly against prosperity preachers. All the televangelists, I just, you can take those somewhere else. Not my address, not my house, okay? Well, this is, this is how funny God is, okay? So I'm sitting here, and I'm programming and doing my thing. And 
God puts it on my heart, he wants me to put the prayer of salvation in, on the station, just as a commercial. So during the hours, 15 and 45, you may hear the prayer of salvation. I put it in there, right? This is the funny part. So I'm going through it, trying to find the right one, right? You know, the one that actually, not the computerized one, not the phony balloon, but a, a genuine one, a person, right? Guess who he put in my path on here to do the prayer of salvation on this station? Guess who Guess who he did that to? You won't believe it. Uh, the most phoniest baloney preacher known to man today. He's in Texas. He had a 20,000 deep church. The last name was Osteen. Oh, wait. That's how funny he is. I'm sitting here looking for a one minute prayer of salvation and the only one that sounded like it made any sense was from him. So now you're going to hear you're going to hear Joel Osteen give the prayer of salvation on this station. Oh. That's how funny he is because he knows I don't like the dude. No pun intended. No, nothing against you, Osteen. I mean, I, I, I just, that's just me. But, however, his prayer of salvation is on the station. Isn't that some crazy stuff? Well, praise God. That's uh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. So, yeah, go ahead. I had to add that. Go ahead. All right. So, but, but here's the... So, we, have, we have three minutes left. You got three minutes. Okay. So, I'm going to give you a two-minute sermon here. Listen. Jesus loves you if you're out there listening to this to this broadcast here i hope you've had a good time i hope i hope we didn't put you to sleep or anything like that okay but bottom line is is that jesus loves you all right and he wants to come into your life there if you're right there where you're at right now and you're hearing my voice there you're hearing my voice for a reason because god brought you into uh, across our past there on radio you can hear us what we're saying and you can have uh, and you can learn about Jesus he loves you it's the best decision I made in my life over uh, almost 40 years ago Tony made that decision DJ made that decision now it's time for you to make that decision give your life to Jesus Christ live for him if you've never ever prayed that before if you've never even uh, talked to the Lord before just say Jesus help me come into my life be my Lord and my Savior I want to live for you from this day forward and give your life over to him serve him with all of your heart learn about true freedom and what Jesus Christ is all about and that's what we have here uh, this is what our discussion is all about bringing people to Jesus so do it my goodness let us know good stuff I hope everyone's enjoyed this um, we went two hours just because it's our first one and I think we have so much to cover in every topic. This may be the regular. This may be the one one regular that's going to continue to be. I enjoy it. I mean, it's been a great conversation. I know Tony the homie over here. Tony the homie, man, how uh, you doing, dog? Uh, you know, it was an amazing time today. You know, I feel like we all learned something new. I feel like we all learned different perspectives on each other. And, I'm, you know, I can't wait to learn more about everybody. Absolutely. So, <laughs> well, Tony didn't get to say anything after on this break. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, check it out. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. At uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we uh, we're going to be set to be on live. And uh, from me, your boy Blue, DJ No Flow, DJ No Flow, and Tony the homie, Tony the homie, man. Much love to you guys. Much love to you guys. Take care. Keep listening. We got great content coming up. 
Last 10 seconds of it. Anybody want to add anything? Else? Last 10 seconds. I'm going to just say this. If you believe you're going to have a good day, you're going to have an even better one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus is Lord. He loves you. Much love. God bless you. Today, but there's an angle in the tangle in Jesus Christ.